welcome to the Corona of Thorns podcast. I'm Father Peter Zwans, and today is Friday of the fourth week of Easter. Let's pray. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. And with your spirit. To prepare ourselves, let us acknowledge our sins. I confess to Almighty God and and to you, my brothers and sisters, that that I have have greatly sinned in my thoughts and in my words, in what I have done and in what I have failed to do, through through my fault, through my fault, through my most grievous fault. Therefore I ask, Blessed Mary, ever-Virgin, all the angels and saints, and you, my brothers and sisters, to pray for me to the Lord our God. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Let us pray. O God, author of our freedom and of our salvation, listen to the voice of our pleading and grant that those you have redeemed by the shedding of your Son's blood may have life through you and under your protection rejoice forever unharmed. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. A reading from the Acts of the Apostles. Paul stood up in the synagogue at Antioch in Pisidia, held up a hand for silence, and began to speak. My brothers, sons of Abraham's race, and all you who fear God, this message of salvation is meant for you. What the people of Jerusalem and their rulers did, though they did not realize it, was in fact to fulfill the prophecies read on every Sabbath. Though they found nothing to justify his death, they condemned him and asked Pilate to have him executed. When they had carried out everything that scripture foretells about him, they took him down from the tree and buried him in a tomb. But God raised him from the dead, and for many days he appeared to those who had accompanied him from Galilee to Jerusalem and it is these same companions of his who are now his witnesses before our people. We have come here to tell you the good news. It was to our ancestors that God made the promise, but it is to us, their children, that he has fulfilled it by raising Jesus from the dead. As scripture says in the second psalm, You are my son, today I have become your father. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. You are my son. This day I have begotten you. You are my son. This day I have begotten you. It is I who have set up my king on Zion, my holy mountain. I will announce the decree of the Lord. The Lord said to me, You are my son. It is I who have begotten you this day. You are my son. This day I have begotten you. 
Ask, and I shall bequeath you the nations. Put the ends of the earth in your possession. With a rod of iron you will break them, shatter them like a potter's jar. You are my son. This day I have begotten you. Now, O kings, understand. Take warning, rulers of the earth. Serve the Lord with awe and trembling. Pay him your homage. You are my son. This day I have begotten you. Alleluia, alleluia. I am the way, the truth, and the life, says the Lord. No one comes to the Father except through me. Alleluia. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus said to his disciples, Do not let your hearts be troubled. Trust in God still and trust in me. There are many rooms in my father's house. If there were not, I should have told you. I am going now to prepare a place for you. And after I have gone and prepared you a place, I shall return to take you with me so that where I am, you may be too. You know the way to the place where I am going. Thomas said, Lord, we do not know where you're going, so how can we know the way? Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one can come to the Father except through me. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. All right, well, the church is about to play a dirty trick on us preachers. We're going to have the same gospel for three days straight. We're going to start reading from the beginning of the 14th chapter of John over today and Saturday. And then on Sunday, we're going to get the same text all over again. So spare a thought for us poor priests who have to prepare these homilies and spare a thought for your fellow parishioners who have to listen to them. So I'll save a lot of the biblical content for when we look at this text again on Sunday. But for now, let's just situate these words of Jesus within the context of where they appear. They're in the upper room. Jesus has washed their feet. Jesus has given the morsel of food to Judas. And Judas has gone on his way, out into the dark, in order to do his deed of betrayal in the Garden of Gethsemane. And so now Jesus addresses his disciples. He talks to those who are gathered in the upper room and he says this to them, Do not let your hearts be troubled. Trust in God still, and trust in me. Now these words are really amazing when you consider that Jesus is just hours away from beginning his passion. That he turns to his disciples and he says to them, don't let your hearts be troubled. Trust in God, trust in me. Surely this would be the moment when Jesus would understandably turn to his disciples for a bit of encouragement and a bit of support, but instead he's the one who gives them comfort. Look, I'm going. But my departure shouldn't be something that causes you to lose trust in God. And it shouldn't be something that troubles your hearts. That's really remarkable. And for the disciples, it helps to put shape around the events that are going to take place, his passion and his death. I'm going now with a purpose. I'm going to accomplish something. I am going now to prepare a place for you, says Jesus. 
and after I have gone and prepared you a place, I shall return to take you with me, so that where I am, you may be too. Now, maybe in this present coronavirus situation, there's a bit of an analogy here for us, because it can feel as if Jesus has departed for us too. How long has it been since some of us have received Holy Communion? Six weeks? A couple of months? Well, Jesus in the Gospel today describes to us the great desire he has for communion with us. I'm going now to prepare a place for you. Why? So that where I am, you may be too. Jesus goes into his passion precisely in order to prepare a place for us so that we can be with him forever. So perhaps that can become something of a consolation to us in this time when we feel Christ's Eucharistic absence so acutely. Our desire for Christ is more than matched by his desire for us. And because of this, his present absence, we mustn't allow to cause our hearts trouble And it mustn't lead us to waver in our trust in God. This holy Thursday night, everything is going to appear to the disciples as if it's falling apart. And Jesus knows this. But he prepares them for this experience and says, Don't let your heart be troubled. Trust in God still and trust in me. Well, in much the same way, we have these words of Jesus presented to us again at a time when the future is uncertain when it feels like the world has been turned on its head, that the Lord gives us the invitation to trust and to know that his great work is to bring us into the home of the Father so that where he is, we may be too. At the Saviour's command and formed by divine teaching, we dare to say, Our Father, who who art art in heaven, heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from every evil. Graciously grant peace in our days, that by the help of your mercy we may be always free from sin and safe from all distress as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Saviour, Jesus Christ. For the kingdom, the power and the glory are yours, now and forever. Let us welcome Christ into our hearts with an act of spiritual communion. My Jesus, I believe that you are present in the most holy sacrament. I love you above all things, and I desire to receive you into my soul. Since I cannot, at this moment, receive you sacramentally, come at least spiritually into my heart. I embrace you as if you were already there, and unite myself wholly to you. Never permit me to be separated from you. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. May Almighty God bless you, the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Go in peace. Thanks be to God. And we finish by praying Pope Francis' prayer to Mary during the coronavirus pandemic. O Mary, you shine continuously on our journey as a sign of salvation and hope.
we entrust ourselves to you, health of the sick. At the foot of the cross, you participated in Jesus' pain with steadfast faith. You, salvation of the Roman people, know what we need. We are certain that you will provide, so that as you did in Cana of Galilee, joy and feasting might return after this moment of trial. Help us, Mother of Divine Love, to conform ourselves to the Father's will and to do what Jesus tells us. He who took our sufferings upon himself and bore our sorrows to bring us through the cross to the joy of the resurrection. Amen. We seek refuge under your protection, O Holy Mother of God. Do not despise our pleas, we who are put to the test, and deliver us from every danger, O glorious and blessed Virgin. Amen. Thanks for praying with us, and may God bless you abundantly, so that this day may give glory to God the Father.